This is episode 147. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome. I am Siope, your host here at the Smarter Parenting ADHD podcast. Thank you for joining me today, wherever you may be. You may be jogging, driving, running errands, cleaning the house, wherever it may be. Thank you for being here today. We're going to talk today about marriage, your partner, helping out with the parenting, the struggles between two people who come together and have different views on how to help their child with their behavioral issues. This podcast specifically is meant for parents. How can parents work together? In what ways? What are the strategies that you can use in order to find something that works for your family? The three areas I'm going to cover here are that, number one, conflicts are inevitable when it comes to two people coming together to raise a child. It's just going to happen. So conflicts are inevitable. The second thing I want to talk about is making it about the child's needs. So really focusing in on what is it that your child needs and how you are both approaching that issue but maybe from different viewpoints and how to get on the same page. And then the third topic that I want to bring up during this podcast is how you and your partner, spouse, as you are raising your child, can use the SOTAS method. This is the decision-making skill that we have on Smarter Parenting in order to increase your abilities and your strength as a parenting couple. So, Three things we're going to cover. Conflicts are inevitable. Number two, we're going to cover making it about the child's needs. And number three, using the SOTA's method in order to resolve some of the conflicts. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, you should know that this question came up during a community meeting. If you're unaware, I still hold community meetings where we meet with parents from different agencies and they ask questions. This question came up from a mother, her name is Alicia, who stated she is struggling with her husband about how to discipline their children. They have three children, all under the age of seven, and it has caused problems in their family, but not only in their family, but with their marriage, their ability to connect as a couple. And so there was a lot of questioning on how can I work through this with my husband in order to make this work? Now, Alicia's question is not uncommon. It's a question that pops up quite frequently when couples come together and they're trying to work through how to best help a child. And I've seen it go as far as the extreme that parents can no longer live with each other. They end up getting divorced because they just disagree on the parenting styles and how they can help their children. So it's a very serious topic. Now, the first thing I want to point out is that when you're bringing two people together, especially two adults who have had a lifetime of experience and have uh, really come with their own knowledge and understanding of the world, when you bring two people together and they have a child, they both love the child, they are still going to have some very differing views on how to bring up that child. Same thing happened with me and my wife. We have very differing views of what parenting looks like. 
And it's sometimes it is a balance between the two because I feel like, hey, I was raised well. She feels like she was raised well. And our parents approach parenting very, very differently. We all bring our own perceptions, experiences, and even our own baggage into a union when we're raising a child. We tend to look back at when we experience being a child and we will either replace it or reject it. Now, most people will embrace the way that their parents have raised them. And uh, they will say, okay, my parents did this well and I want to do this. And I turned out fine. So a lot of people embrace that and they bring that into the parenting sphere. And your partner, your spouse will bring their experience. And sometimes those clash And it is not uncommon for couples to argue about, hey, you're being too soft on our child or you're being too hard on our child. So it can go either way with children. Understanding that this is inevitable between couples is important because once you can understand that the other person isn't coming from a place of negation or that they are just trying to be oppositional to you, but that they come with their own experiences that are validated to them, makes you more aware that, hey, there may be something there that I can incorporate or use in my own parenting technique and strategies that will be helpful for our child. And opening up and being flexible that way allows you greater latitude to help your children because then you're working off of a library and not just one book. Let me explain that concept. When I say you are raised in a certain environment and you're going to bring in your own things, it's like you are bringing in your own parenting book to the parenting experience. Understanding that everyone else in the world has had parenting experiences and they have their own book of what they believe it should look like and how it operates. Once you're able to accept that, hey, we don't live in a library where my book is the book, but that there are multiple books out there, opens your mind up to the idea that, hey, there are areas where I can learn something from this person or I can take something from this person in order to resolve what it is that we're focused on. So again, being really stuck in the way that you want to do things is not going to be helpful if you're co-parenting. You need to find a balance between the two. Now, as we continue to move on in that vein, what both parents need to be focused on is making everything about the child's needs. What does your child need? This is where the teaching family model or the model that we use here at Smarter Parenting is so effective because the idea behind helping a child and their behavior is not focused on punishment. It's focused on teaching. We want to teach to our child what they need. So if you want your child to be successful in public speaking, what do you need to teach your child in order to be successful as a public speaker? You need to teach them how to stand up, how to prepare their comments, how to communicate, how to project their voice, how to stand with authority. Those are things that are taught. They're not innately known. They're things that you actually have to teach your child how to do. And so when you come in with this mindset of this is my child, my child has a behavior, what does my child need? What do I need to teach them in order to help them work through the negative behaviors 
that is very different than saying, what do I need to do to punish my child so they can comply with what I want them to do? How do I get my child to do exactly what I want them to do? Very, very different parenting approaches. If you and your partner can come to that conclusion, what does my child need? What do I need to do to teach my child? Then that is a better starting off point. A lot of times the arguments between you're too harsh and you're too soft tend to revolve around this issue of this is how I'm going to approach this situation and not really focused in on what my child needs. What does my child need? Now, it goes deeper than just saying, what does my child need? They need to obey me. You need to go a little bit deeper. Okay, they need to obey you to do what and when and how. You need to start asking deeper questions around that phrase. They just need to obey me. Because obeying you like a robot doesn't help build a relationship. Teaching them how to follow instructions, however, is more effective in creating an environment where you as a parent and your child can connect because we're all looking about connection. You need to define specifically what the goals are for your child. Do you want them to make better decisions? Do you want them to follow your instructions as soon as you give it to them? Do you want your child to do chores before they do anything else? So unify the goals between you and your spouse to figure out exactly, okay, this is what we want and how do we teach our child to comply with these needs. Now, once you define the goals, explore what approaches you can use to help your child best learn these concepts. Again, it goes back to teaching versus punishing. Keep in mind your child, their personality, how they learn their strengths, areas where they struggle, what motivates them. All of these things are going to be essential in your ability to determine how to teach to them what they need. We all come with different temperaments. You may find that you have a temperament that becomes explosive very quickly. You may find that your spouse has a temperament that actually is very laid back and nothing seems to bother them. We all have different temperaments. Understand that your child also has temperaments too. When you are looking at your child and evaluating all of these different areas, and let me repeat them because I think it's important. You need to evaluate their personality. You need to know their strengths. You also need to know areas where they struggle and understand what motivates them. As you're evaluating all of this, this helps guide you along the path of, this is how I'm going to teach my child what they need to know in order to be successful or to overcome this behavior. So it isn't as simple as, I think a few years ago it was, you know, I'm just going to punish my child. I'm just going to keep giving them consequences till they comply with what I do. And they ended up finding that the relationship between parent and child was pretty much ruined. There was just no relationship there because the child constantly felt punished, felt misunderstood, felt negated in many ways. When you are looking at how can I teach my child and you're focused in on, you know, what are my child's strengths? What areas do they struggle in? What motivates them? How do they learn? Do they learn by watching me do it first and then doing it? Do they learn by, you know, written instructions where I have to detail everything item by item in a checkbox? They can just checklist it off. When you start evaluating that based off of your child and their strengths, you're going to find very clear ways that you can teach to your child. When you're working with a spouse and determining this, 
you are going to find that you will start to agree that, okay, here's my child's strength. They have a strong strength. If I'm present in the room and I ask them to do a chore, they will do it and they can do it quickly. They just need someone to be there to supervise for the first little while. And then you can start to teach to that. So you would start by having one of the parents there initially. And then as time went on, the parent would step away, come back to the situation to follow up to be sure that everything is being done. And then eventually it would be, okay, I'm not going to be here anymore because you've done it so many times on your own. I want you to come back and just tell me when you're finished. So you're gradually teaching them the skills that they need in order to progress and to move forward. And this is focused on their strengths. Can you see how that works? The strength is they need somebody to supervise them, and that's more helpful for them. They need a, a partner. Now, this isn't uncommon, though, for children with ADHD. Sometimes they get more done when somebody is with them. doesn't mean that the parent is doing everything with them, but that they're in the same room, they're visible, and it helps them as a visual cue to stay on task. So it's not a negative thing, but we do want to teach our children to move beyond it. And so this is a way that you can do it. So that is a way to, to start to teach. You could, and I know some parents have say, well, I'm just going to punish you. We're just going to ground you and ground you and ground you. And nothing changes over time. And that's because the focus is on punishment, not on teaching. So definitely want to do that. As a married couple or your partner, your spouse, need to come and think of your child and their needs specifically, their strengths specifically. And then in what ways can you teach around their strengths in order to help them improve? The last thing to help parents who struggle and disagree on parenting styles is to really have that discussion about, hey, you have a parenting point of view that's different than mine, and I have a different parenting point of view than yours. Let's sit down and let's evaluate exactly how we can create something new. You can do this using the decision-making skill called SODAS. And what you want to do is you want to focus on behaviors that your children is exhibiting and then listing down the options for those. So let me explain how SODAS works because I think for newer listeners, they'll be like, what are you talking about? So SODAS is a decision-making skill that we have on the Smarter Parenting website. If you jump over there to the website, you'll find a video, and the video walks through the steps of how to make decisions. The video is fantastic, has great animation as well for children. I highly recommend parents watch it and they learn this, the concepts, and I recommend that parents watch it with their kids and have the kids watch it as well so they can understand how their parents are making decisions. SODAS is an acronym, so each of the letters of SODAS stands for something else. First S is for situation. What you're going to do is define your child's behavior. So you want to list down, my child behaves this way. Then you're going to list down options. Now, when you're working with a spouse or a partner to list down what are the options, you list down what option you would choose to address that behavior. Have your spouse list down their option, what they would do to address that behavior. They may be completely different, and that's okay. That's not a problem. You want to come up with a third option as well, and preferably one that is not a combination of the two, but something very different. You're going to list three options to address the situation. 
So now we've covered S, O. The next letter is D. D stands for disadvantages. For each of the options that you have listed, you are going to list down as many disadvantages to that one option that you can think of. So for option number one, you're going to make a list underneath that of disadvantages if you decide to do that. Then you'll move over to option number two. You will list down the disadvantages to number two. So if you're doing this with a spouse, it would be your number one, for example. You list down the disadvantages to your approach. And number two, if your spouse put down their option, you, you would both list down the disadvantages. But I would highly recommend you have your spouse say what disadvantages they are for those options. And then you would both go through option number three and list the disadvantages. So we've gone through S, O, D. The next A is for advantages. So underneath disadvantages, you are going to write down all the advantages to your approach. Then you're going to turn the time over to your spouse or your partner to list down all the advantages to their approach. And then you're both going to work on option number three. What are the advantages to option number three? Once you get to this point, it's important to go back and look at the disadvantages and the advantages to determine which ones are not helpful for disadvantages and which ones are most beneficial to get the change that you want under advantages. Once you start noticing a pattern in uh, advantages and disadvantages, you're going to start to eliminate what options are more effective or least effective. Once you finish doing this evaluation of disadvantages and advantages, you'll come up with a solution. And the solution will be what the new approach will be. So again, this approach to parenting where you sit down with your spouse or partner and say, hey, you have a differing point of view than I do. I have a different point of view. Let's bring something together in order to create something new. So it's not just 100% you or 100% me, but our child needs something different. And we know our child better than anyone else. And we understand our child. We know what their needs are. Let's come up with a new way to parent. And then you can work through the parenting process in this way. It's super effective for a lot of parents to be able to sit down and really have these difficult conversations. Now, this is in regards to parents who are together and trying to work together. There is a different dynamic when you're talking about parents who are co-parenting, live in different households, and are going through separation or divorce. A lot of times there's a lot of emotional baggage that surrounds that environment that make it difficult for the two people to come together and have these conversations. That's probably another podcast, which I think is an important topic to cover because co-parenting is a huge part of parenting. I mean, there are a lot of parents out there who are co-parenting. And how do you deal with a spouse that there is some emotional baggage there and resentment and feelings that children are being used in the relationship as a maneuver or a tactic to get to the other partner or the spouse. That's a podcast for another topic. And I will address that in the future because I think it's a fascinating topic. But there are ways to work around making that parenting style work. You can come to some conclusions, but both parties do have to make some very hard decisions about how to make that approach. 
So your challenge today, if you're working with a spouse, and again, this came up during a community meeting with Alicia, uh, if you're working with a spouse who has a very differing point of view of how to parent than you do, go through this process of first understanding that conflicts are inevitable. These are a natural part of parenting and working with your child and having two parties very vested in the best interest of children. And then understanding that when you start making it about your child's needs, focusing in on their strengths and their abilities, that's going to give you more power in order to teach positively the things that your child needs to overcome the negative behaviors or to improve positive behaviors. So make it about the child's needs and then use the SOTAs method together in order to determine a new way to parent. Coming together and creating something brand new is wonderful because in many cases, you came together to create this child. Well, this child deserves something new. It doesn't deserve exactly what you were brought up with or what your spouse was brought up with. They deserve something that is tailor-fit to their needs, and you can provide that because you know them. So those are the three areas we covered in this podcast, and I challenge you to use the SOTAS method. Jump over to the Smarter Parenting website. If you're confused about how to write everything down, we actually have a worksheet on the Smarter Parenting website for the SOTAS method. So it gives you an example. You watch the video. You can actually print out as many copies as you want. Everything's free on the website. Uh, And you can use our printout to guide you along this process. So go ahead, jump over there, get all that information. And please leave a comment. Share this podcast with other people that you feel may benefit from this information. We are so glad to provide it here from the Smarter Parenting team. I am excited to talk to you again next time when we'll be covering another important parenting topic. That's it for me, and I'll see you next week.